through clarity. Hello, hello. Welcome to Under the Table Talk with yours truly, Sierra and Ethan. Brought to you by the Believe Network. Let's get into it. That's the neck of your life. Party people, welcome back to another edition of Under the Table Talk. Please allow me to introduce to you the host of the show, the tantalating, talented, and terrific Sierra Speck. That was beautiful, Ethan. See that you didn't mean that. I, I, I did. I don't think you did. <laughs> I did. You did not mean that was beautiful. I don't. Tant- what did you say? Tantalating. I feel like that Tantal- reminds me of like tickling somebody's balls or something. I hope not. Like you do, like your, I do. Like a taint, isn't that no, like No, tantalizing, balls? and tantalating, which I'm gonna find out is not a word. I'm assuming one I don't of that. I think it's a word either. Yeah, we fucked that one up. But we, we, that was you. You did say it was beautiful, so you're now to blame for the fuck up. Anyways, we have a sick, sick guest in an awesome show for you guys today with Natalie Krozak. She comes on. We talk things all, all things holistic. But before we get there, Sierra, I went to. This venue. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, good segue. I went to this venue on Friday night. Okay. Long line. I don't do lines. You know me and lines. Whether No one does lines. Where, there, where there's a line, there's a way with me. I can always cut, cut well, through the line. it depends on what line you're talking about. Well. Okay. Uh, yeah, anyways. <laughs> anyways. There was this woman standing behind me. Uh-huh. And she becomes part of the story here in a second. But I was just scrolling. I'm going to name her Tammy. I never got her name, but... I said, I'm going to name her Tammy. That, that's fine. We can call her Tammy. So Tammy was standing behind me. I am on my phone scrolling, and I see something, and I, I will preface the way I talk to this girl behind me. I go, Sierra, Tammy, have you ever been married before? Oh, so you struck up this conversation? Oh, I'm playing Tammy? Yeah, yeah. No. Have you ever been engaged? No. Okay. I just witnessed on Instagram somebody posting a carousel photo being... 292 days away from marrying my bae. And I was like... Are you upset about it? No, no, no. I wasn't upset about the post. I was more like... Wait, no, no. I am upset about the post. I was going to say... Hold on. Like, if if it said 365 days away... Totally got it. ...marrying my bae. Got it. That's a number. That's a year out. That's a full year. We know that number. Hell, if you tell me six months until marrying my bae, three months until marrying my bae... That's like saying your baby's like... Uh, 17 months old and No, six it's like days. saying your baby's 172 <laughs> days old. Yeah. Fuck off. I don't like, even know how many me, days yeah. your fucking baby. Your baby's a year and a half. But 292, and I asked her, I was like, would you, I asked her, if you were getting married, I think her boyfriend showed up a little bit later. Matt thought I was flirting. This was really me doing some market research, so thank you, Tammy. I asked her, would you, would you basically post a countdown to your wedding? How old's Tammy? I couldn't tell. She like looked, I think she was a little, she, I'm gonna go 32, and that could okay. be rude. All right, she could all right. be because if she was younger than me, I feel bad. But I don't think she was. Okay. All um, right. not that she's gonna listen to this fucking show. But 290. Why do I need to know your 290? Her only excuse was maybe the number 292 is something special, or maybe it's on an anniversary, or maybe there's something special to the day. And then Matt, of course, goes, or you could just be an idiot, and they got their photos done 292 days before the wedding, and that's why they posted it. I mean, yeah, but then, like, wait to, like, the three-month mark to post them. 
Or just post them and don't use that caption. I was going to say, you don't need to post them on the day you get them done. Yeah, just be like, I got them done. I got the photos back. I can't wait to... Just got the photos in. Can't wait to marry my best friend. Easy. Yeah, the 292 is what had me hung up and... I agree. The count It's the countdown post for me. Because I've seen that too. If it's not 365 or one month from today... I'm not sure how I feel about it. But if you want to do it, like, you're, again, you're prerogative. You're on my feed. I'm not going to unfollow you because you did this. But it's, and, and maybe I will be that person. I've never been there. So maybe I'll post one, like, 292, 176. I'll fight you. No, you won't, because I, because you just heard me say this 104. To you. No, I'll call you out. 93. I'll, in your comments, I'll be like, what the fuck are you doing here? Go back to episode 48. And then I'll be like, you're uninvited to the wedding. Well, that would be a tough day. <laughs> just like that, you just got booted. I feel like we're doing a podcast at your wedding, walking we, down. The, <laughs> I do. I do the live, the live feed. Sierra, how do you feel about your guests here? Um, you know, not too hot, not too hot. Uh, Billy decided to invite his whole entire extended family, and now his side is. And I didn't even give him that many plus ones. And I, and now they're bringing plus ones. And his cousin decided not to come last minute. Had four fingers, so it was going to be weird if he showed up anyways. Yeah, and then we didn't want to talk about it because, you know, there's a lot of things going on in the family, and Aunt Margaret didn't show up for Christmas last year. Or I'll catch that bouquet like it's my job. Okay. And, uh, all right, let's get into some holistics with Natalie Krozak. <laughs> None of that was holistic. Welcome back, party people. We are super, super excited to introduce today's guest, Little Miss Holistic, Natalie Krozak. Thank you so much for joining us under the table. <laughs> Yes, of course. I feel cozy with you guys. And you're probably not as hot as we are right now, but it is, it's toasty, cozy, comfortable. I know. Yeah, that was the other piece that I was going to tell you. We tell all of our guests, it's really hot under here, but you're not underneath here, actually. It's a safe space. It is. At the end of the day, it's a nice, safe space. Um, So we're bringing you on today and we'll we'll get into the topic, but we're going to talk everything holistic. And I actually have one of our favorite things to do is Google information we don't know. So I have the definition of holistic on my phone, but we like to break our guests in a little bit before we start the show and everything. We're curious, and I'm really putting you on the spot, so no worries if you take a pause here. I'm curious of the worst first date you've ever been on. It can oh be gosh. it could be the grossness of a guy. It could be a guy standing you up. It could be some guy took you to like a haunted mansion on a weird first date. Who knows? But yeah, any worst first dates that pop up. That'd be a cool first date, a haunted mansion. Yeah, I know. Maybe there are people into that. There for sure are people. There's a stick. There's a niche. You guys, I feel like I literally never go on dates. I like can't even. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't go on dates either, really, ever. So by the way, not uncommon yeah. that no one has been able to give us like a like I haven't we haven't had any like horrific first date stories yet. Because one, people either say what you just said. Or they keep yeah. it, they bury it so far down that it doesn't come back up, like how bad of a date. But yeah. yeah. Have you ever had a bad date in general, bad experience with a partner or person? Have I met shitty guys? Uh, yeah, definitely. Name sh- you can name the shitty all around us at all times. Some may think I'm shitty. You know, I'm trying to prove I'm not, but you oh, never I know. doubt that. No. <laughs> the one, the ones that I've met that were shitty were like next level, like, you could never come close. I'm not even going to tell you what they said. I'm just going to tell you because it's disgusting and I don't even want to say uh, it out loud. Oh but God. yeah, I'll, narrow, I'll tell you guys later. But <laughs> I, I think I think probably the worst thing with men in particular, and you learn this very quickly, is like 
emotional unavailability and like really poor emotional awareness. Yes. And just, I think the scariest thing for me, I've noticed with like dating men, which again, you learn this really quickly is people that are really close hearted. Like they have really cold hearts that they, it's usually like the player type where, where they're just trying to get laid. And like, I'm the kind of person where like, I'm, I'm a lover and I like, I love relationship and I love personality and like the sex part is great but like I just don't care about it as much right and there's a lot of people out there which like each their own like we're all on our own journey but you know that's the only thing that they care about and to me there's just no value in that like does anyone really feel that great afterwards when you like have a really really close-hearted person enter your life and then like you just bang and you're like peace talk to you later like I feel like humans in general, we we lie to ourselves and we tell ourselves that that's like cool because we've been been hurt in the past. So it's like a way to protect yourself kind of, but ultimately like it makes me feel like shit. Uh, Yeah. I'm I'm the same way. I'm, I'm, I've been the same way for a while. I mean, since college. And I'm not saying there aren't females who like the quick bang and peace out situation, but I do at least the females I've hung around my entire life do really not like that situation. Like they, they never really feel great about it afterwards. Never. The guys usually a douche. That's the most common thing I hear after that. But yeah. And it's just like, it's just like a, it's a void that a lot of people use to fill in their lives for like something. It it could be anything that that person's just trying to fill. There's a hole somewhere and they're using that piece as yeah. you know, a gateway to like some type of intimacy or some type of vulnerability that they have or like are la- looking for or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like it because I, like you said, I like to establish like an open heart. Like I'm ready to like be open and receive and be with somebody. And I want to establish that first before like really going into anything else. Yeah. And I've heard that. Um, I don't know if it's for men too, but women because we're like this is gonna sound weird but the receivers because like literally with anatomy like you receive (laughs) yes yes that's really weird wait 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 that's how that works (laughs) that's how that works (laughs) what have i been doing i don't know maybe receiving what (laughs) maybe you oh (laughs) just kidding um This took a turn, but anyways, yeah, you were on such a great point before we rudely interrupted. Continue there. Um, Yeah, so women are on the receiving end, so and and also with like sexual nature, we it's an exchange, it's an energetic exchange, and women particularly go through a grieving process after like having intercourse, and then like if you go your separate ways or like there's not good like aftercare like the guy didn't show like emotional intimacy. Yeah. Women literally go through a grieving process. I don't know about men. I don't know. That's, I mean, when that's I'm good finished, to like, I'm like, so we're cuddling. Yeah. Like, I, was about, I like to you're toss, not the, leaving, I like yeah. toss the leaving. Yeah. Like that is yeah, like, that's aftercare. But I, I've definitely met women who are, who say no, uh, no, I don't want to cuddle afterwards. I'm done. And like, then I'm either leaving or yeah. like, they don't touch me. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. Well, then let's branch off into this because I love talking about this. I have a book called Attached. It's like one of the best books I've ever read in my life. And I feel like everybody needs to know this. So there's three different attachment styles. It's anxious, avoidant, and secure. 
avoidant is the one that well, I'll start with anxious actually anxious is the one that's like you know you're on your phone and you're like why isn't he texting me back like like where is he what is he doing is he cheating on me that like yeah it's like same it's that like that fear of abandonment <laughs> Yeah. Why, I don't even know why I have that one, but that is like me. Maybe I don't know. Who knows? But that's everybody has their it's, own. It's all. It all stems from childhood. It's like okay, no fault of your there. parents. Oh, okay. No. Fault. Yeah, but sometimes whether it was with your family, with your friends, with like partners early on, if you if you were traumatized by like some sort of rejection, or if you didn't feel like you were loved enough, then like you feel this this like anxious need requirement to like be loved by somebody else and so it's like yeah. a trauma response little t Shit. or big t right um and then there's avoidant which is the one that we were talking about where you don't want to cuddle and you just want to leave right so like if you go into a relationship and you have an avoidant style like this is people that like you know they don't like being touched they don't like eye gazing or like everything is just kind of like oh my god like I, I can't do this right now like I can't open my heart up to that it's also yeah. out of fear so like people that are players and they like like it's so funny how in our society now it's like men think it's like cool to be a player and they think that that like yeah. is a sign of a strong man it's actually the complete opposite it means you're afraid of having your heart broken and that's why you run away from that emotional pain like you're so just it's avoiding like the, the connection with somebody exactly yeah. a few players yeah, yeah you know yeah a few players true yeah. i mean we're it's all like it's all wounding like nobody is I don't really think that it always comes from bad intent, but like if you right. have the awareness of realizing that you're hurting people along the way, then like. So what's what was the third one? You said anxious, avoidant, secure, and, and secure. Oh, Se is that a secure? One? <laughs> secure is the one that's like you received all the love that you needed during like your Shit. early years. Wow. I thought I did. Just feel content usually in relationship. Obviously, it's not perfect. But I've like, never met somebody with that uh, that attachment style. Yeah. I don't think. And you know what? And you know what? The interesting, best, amazing part of it all is, is that anxious and attachment are always together. Yeah, they attract each other. Huh. I mean, you'll you'll like like people will have signs like they might be avoidant and they might have some signs of anxious attachment, but for the most part, it's always the opposite. And then the good part of this like the positive side is that when you're avoidant or anxious being with a secure partner is like extremely healing for that attachment style right i mean so i feel like if you're anxious attachment style or if you're an avoidant attachment style you're essentially trying to find that person with the secure that makes you feel because whenever i see one of my friends get into a bad relationship Mm -hmm. Or, you know, they're not happy, but they still keep pushing and, and, you know, they're like, no, 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 like it'll work out. It'll be fine. I'm always on the outside looking in, just being like, there will be somebody for you. That's not going to make you feel these things. Like there yeah. is somebody out there that's going to make you feel loved. And he's going to reach out and send you those text messages that you're looking for. He's going to, you're not going to question anything about it. And mm -hmm. it's easier said than done, you know, easier to just think about, oh yeah, for sure. One day I'll meet someone like yeah. that because everybody but sometimes, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, you're fine. I was like everybody in like their early twenties or like late twenties is mm -hmm. we haven't lived enough life to like understand that I feel like, unless you're 
on a more like holistic path or journey mm-hmm. of some sort like that, where you're again, not about the sex and not about the, that part of the intimacy and you're more on an emotional wavelength. I think that it's just, it's harder for like th- this generation with everything in society is to like understand that and find that secure person because everyone yeah. honestly just like wants some drama. Like exactly. women are like, oh, I love a chase. Like I love when she makes it difficult. I'm like, you're literally a psychopath. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Yeah, I'm, that whole that whole chase notion, I'm so over. But you were about to say something. So yeah, I'm, I'm over that too. Yeah, um, it's interesting because I think that for sure, like as you develop self worth and you you will finally accept that secure person but a lot of times they already came along but you thought that it was boring so you let it go so like yes yeah so So we're addicted to chaos that's like a real thing if you we always crave what's familiar if you were raised in a family that you know your parents fought a lot or there was like a lot of drama or whatever that's like that's your secure like secure spot And we always try to go back to that. So like when we're in relationships that are really toxic and, you know, from an outsider's perspective, it's like, what are you doing with this guy? Like you guys fight constantly, like that can't be enjoyable for you, but it's like, that's what you're used to. Yeah. So like, it's so hard to let it go. That's like your home base. Like that's your homeostasis. Like that's how you feel, which is so wild. That's so true. I didn't think about mm -hmm. it like that. Can I just say like, without even having jumped into the holistic conversation that the amount I just gained right there was incredible. <laughs> and that's just the first part of this podcast. Like we just got this thing rolling and that was unprompted. That was fantastic. But I'm segueing us into how you got into yeah, holistics yeah. here. But before I segue into that, I'm going to our best friend, Google to read the definition I was able to pull up from holistic. Sorry, I am blind for everybody who might see this small real clip. I will be squinting as I look at this thing. <laughs> but, all right. Holistic characterized by the belief that the parts of something are interconnected and can be explained only by reference to the whole. The solution demands a holistic approach and a strategic vision of what can be achieved is the sentence it is used in. Does that, did anybody? Yeah. Okay, you guys say yeah so easy to that. I read that, I was like, so um, am I talking about like everything in my life is interconnected? But before you answer that, I guess. What got you into holistics, little Miss Holistic? Yeah, so... (laughs) Um, I think this goes for a lot of people that end up going on kind of like a healer. I don't like the word healer because I don't think that I can heal anybody. I can like help somebody heal themselves, but somebody that moves into like just trying to help people in general, that's, that's, there's a lot of, you know, professions that go into that. I feel like people usually know that early on. They're just like, I don't know what I want to do. I just want to help people. And I was always really interested in um, medicine, so like physical health. And so my freshman year of college, I went to nursing. And after taking like a lot of um, pharmaceutical based classes, I realized that even though like I so deeply respect nursing and I think it's an amazing profession and so many of my friends do it and it's just wonderful. It's definitely not for everybody. And what I felt in my heart is that I want to do pharmaceuticals, but from a holistic standpoint. So my belief is that 
pharmaceuticals should never be the first option, you know, maybe for certain cases, like when things have gone very far, I think they can be super, super helpful. And of course, like we see that it's helped so many people um, throughout the years, same with surgery and everything like that. But I think that um, because of big pharma and it's always because of money, um, always. We use, yeah, we use pharmaceuticals pretty much right away. And, oh, for you know, yeah. And and it's so crazy to me, like when you have the TV on and there's like a pharmaceutical uh, campaign pill. Yep. And they're just like symptoms may include nausea, vomiting, like stroke, fainting, dizziness, cancer. Like, well, cancer is probably not a symptom, but you know what I mean? It's just like, maybe at this point, maybe. And we hear this and like, no one even bats an and eye. And then at We're the end, it just like, goes, oh. ask your doctor. And you're like, okay, well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who now all work for Big Pharma as they're all like corporate entities. So that's right. another weird line that I've been weary of. Right. And the best brainstorming tactic is that every single one of those video- those commercials is somebody like walking happily through a field. Yes. Their, their, their hair is blowing in the wind. <laughs> yeah, they feel so good. their family. Meanwhile, the guy in the background is like, you could you might have stroke or blood clots or heart attack. Yeah. And you're what? just, yeah. Well, if I did yeah. have a heart attack or a stroke in a dandelion field. At least I don't have a heart, a at, at least I don't have a headache anymore, right? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> my headaches are gone. I was more thinking of the scenery, but yeah, my headache will probably be gone too. I'll just be dead. But yeah, uh, yeah. that is interesting. No, yeah. so again, not using it. We don't want to use the word healer. So that's the wrong word to use in this right. in this space. But, right. you know, a helping hand. So that's great. You are using it to basically, in a sense, better our society, which mm-hmm. not many people take jobs in that fashion. Um, so kudos to you on that. I mean, is it something you believe everyone to a degree? Because I'm not going to put it on the level of like a religion, but like everyone to a degree can find some holistic value in their life. Of course, yeah. And, and I've noticed too, like, in the schooling system right now like did you ever learn anything about nutrition what do they feed you at the at the really bad food. Or whatever? we went to the same school so we had all the yeah. same food options. i'm looking at you yeah <laughs> I, I, mean, <laughs> I, like, I learned about i mean she's from the midwest too so i don't think there's any yeah i'm from cleveland i i i remember learning about you know your basic food pyramid how good were those cookies though like, as i interrupt her those cafeteria oh, cookies amazing. at deerfield oh our cafeteria the nutrition oh no we had Fire cookies. Are those Otis? Are they're Otis like Spunkmeyer, I think. Yeah, Otis Spunkmeyer. It was. Uh, it was something they're else. So even good. For high, it was even better. Um, oh, yeah. High in, in school. Oh, neither was I. I was a good person. Okay. Well, you saying you saying I'm a bad person? I'm not even. All right. Whatever. No. But no, you're right. We, I never learned about nutrition. Like it just. Yeah. That, I mean, there's a lot of things I feel like they don't teach in school that you need for practice. They don't teach anything. They literally teach you stupid things in school that you literally. Except for English teach. and history, mom and dad. I promise we value the courses you teach. Everybody yes. else. Everything sucks. else sucks, and it's literally just an endless cycle, just to make you like to brainwash you into joining society and corporate America, and you need to go to school and you need to go to college and you need to finish this and then get to this point because then once you're done with all this like 20 something years of school you gotta work <laughs> like 40 a year for like the rest of your life i wish yeah. <laughs> like literally yeah. selling your soul to society to just work yourself to the bone just to fucking live it's horrible it's terrible i know yeah. sorry i got on the soapbox there. yeah you yeah. got real <laughs> you got 
that fire that just came from I her. I watched a TikTok today of this girl and she went off and it was so good. I was like, yes, queen. Like, yeah, like you got it. You're right. Like this sucks. Yeah. What are we doing? I'm going to like and save this for the algorithm. Make sure more people see it. Yeah. I'm like, I need more of this. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. all we need. All right. Well, if you're watching yeah. this, like and save our stuff. Like um, and subscribe, link in bio. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. <laughs> they didn't teach me that in high school. So Definitely yeah, they- not. No, so, like no. you think nutrition's a good start to this like holistic journey, or is there like, is there? I feel like this is going to sound so dumb. By the way, I'm going to sound dumb today. That was the goal, and usually is the goal when I bring on a guest where I don't know a whole lot about the topic. But like nutrition seems more yeah. physical, like taking care of your physical well being. I for some reason looked at holistic as like really being your mental and emotional well being. I'm yeah. assuming it's it. In, well, now I just now the. Now the definition's making a little sense. Interconnected, right. as everything. You, as you're talking it out loud. Look at that. There you go. I'm, that, learning, I'm learning today. That's learning for you, yeah. yeah. Putting yeah. the pieces together. So like you're like maybe the best place, and maybe that I'm just making this up, but is the best place to start physically, or does it not matter where you start on your like? No, like no, I would I wouldn't say that there's like any one particular place to start. I think everybody comes into it maybe at like a low point in their life, you know. Like you hear a lot about people, you know, getting, developing autoimmunity or cancer, like mental health or hormonal issues. And, and I think you need all of it, but it's also not a race. So like whatever way speaks to you the most or like what you're needing, I, all of it is interconnected. Like if you have, if you have autoimmunity, I think that that plays a role in your physical health, your mental health, your emotional health, your spiritual health. Oh, absolutely. And yeah and the way that you get into it is up to you but i think um it's all super super valuable but i guess what would be for somebody trying to jump into it like jump start figure it out i know there's many avenues to get into it like do you have mm-hmm. i guess you can go off of your own experience if that's just the best way to do it like what is what are different ways to get into it i guess it depends on where you're going to yeah that's not. a loaded question see but, I mean, I, like yeah okay it could be well loaded. okay so maybe back in the day, I would have said nutrition. I think that just doing whatever you can do is the best place to start. But ultimately, I'll say that after like years of studying all of this, the number one thing that I find to be important is one, managing your stress. So like regulating your nervous system, because if you don't have a regulated nervous system, you're not going to have good relationships, it might be more difficult for you to get done what you need to do. And it just plays a role in so many other things. But going back to the holistic thing, if you work on your nutrition, it's going to support your nervous system. If you support your nervous system, it's going to support your nutrition. So I'm learning so much. I'm getting the connected part. Like I was on a, and I, I've been on this journey for years. I have so many stomach issues, seriously Mm -hmm. out of this world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I went on this whole within the past, I would say six to nine months, I've been on this kind of journey to essentially like heal my gut. So I've been looking into all these different things. You know, I've been dealing with stomach issues for probably over 10 years at this point in my life. And I'm finally at a point where I'm like, I'm going to get to the bottom of it. I've been, you know, like trying to read up on stuff, listen to podcasts, you know, like talk to different people around me and learning about like the gut and how the gut is then connected to the brain, you know, like when you're a fetus in the womb, your brain matter and your gut 
like matter are essentially the same. Is that why I'm so hungry all the time? Well, no. Okay, sorry. <laughs> like that's a normal part of that. Oh, I was checking, just checking. Gut, brain, all the same. But thing. learning how to then like, heal your gut and figure out stomach problems and stomach issues and feeding your body with good things, figuring out what works and what doesn't then in turn can release different things. So because I have gut issues, I believe that that's why a lot of times like I have like some brain fog and why I'm tired all the time and why I'm always fucking just cranky and mm -hmm. have all these mood swings. I, I think a lot of that is attributed to the gut with all the research that I've done. So by like with nutrition and like being like mindfulness and meditation can help heal the gut and then in turn heal these other areas and avenues in my life, like the stress and the yeah. mood and, you know, all of that, like all of like the temperamental stuff. Mm -hmm. I think. So yeah, that research, like everything's, everything's just connected again, back to the definition, which yeah. I, which I'm putting together now, but that's no just an example intended. of something that I've recently been going through and trying to look at it with a more holistic approach instead of, you know, I've gone to so many doctors and I mean, I'm in Western medicine, like I'm a physical therapist, but I'm so it's kind of like a little battle under the table here. Now. Natalie versus Sierra Western no. medicine versus Western. No, so we're on the same team. I, we're, we're all, no, it's all the same. Yeah, it's all the same. And okay. I'm, okay. I, I love the Western side, but I love the Eastern side. Like my best friend is like an acupuncturist and all into the herbal medicine and all like that whole aspect. And I love talking to her and picking her brain and yeah. trying to, I'm very much in the middle. Like I believe you can go either way, but I think that it's so important to have an, an open mind to both ends. Because if you're trying to heal your body, people get to a certain point where they're like, I will try anything, like anything you want me to do, whether mm -hmm. that's like healing your body, healing yourself in relationships with like anything. I feel like there's a holistic approach to everything that you could do in life, essentially. 100%. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And with the gut thing. I forget exactly the percentage, but it's about like 70% of your serotonin is made in your gut. Yeah, that's insane. Well, wait, now I've got a real question. Damn, is Natalie not just the greatest guest we've had this far? If you want to hear more, check out part two next week with Sierra, myself, and Natalie as we go over more things involving chakras and, of course, our very famous rapid fire. Catch you next week, everybody. Woo! Woo! You'll get none, you'll get none, you'll get none I can't say that it gets to me But every time I pull my head up, it's a flex of it You'll get none, you'll get none, you'll get none You'll get absolutely none What's up, party people? Wait, am I saying what? <laughs> <laughs> you'll get none, you'll get one Zack up in this bitch I've arrived with a motherfucking bucket full of CDs I'm flying out my city and it's really something Bust me in little buildings and the hills amongst them Got a couple homies out in Austin Cost them messages, W tickets, cop them Cause I'm feeling like a bigger stage A bigger wage Just coming from what's pumping in my ribcage I'm getting paid and nothing's new again now my dick again If I came up out What I used to claim Back in blacker days Now I move the ball forward I'm cracking open Pack of plays Dave I'm pumped about your son man You're one man 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.